Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers and and help you engage in raising a godly generation by reinvigoration of your church on the fathering front. That's what Faithful Fathering is about, to encourage and equip dads uh, to be the dads the next generation needs. In this podcast series, we're uh, talking about spiritual leadership because dads, uh, it, it's easy to follow in, into the uh, secular world and, and we end up leading more secularly by example than spiritually by example. So, so we're going to be talking about that and across this series. The first series was talking about holy nudges and this series is talking about the knowledge gleaned by my favorite king, King Josiah. Uh, he's a king that turned the heart, his heart to the Lord like no other king has. And uh, so we're just kind of studying his example. And the studio with me again is uh, our operations manager, Faithful Fathering's operations manager, Mr. Jason Hall. Jason, welcome. Thank you so much, Rick. Now, you told us you had five kids. Uh, yes. And I, that's, that's all the seasons of fathering. With, yes, And sir. you actually named your second son Josiah. Am I, I did. Am I remember that? <laughs> yeah. I have a son. So this really podcast is near and dear to me even more because my son, the 15-year-old, is named King Josiah. <laughs> Josiah. All right. Well, there you go. That uh, that that made a, a perfect sense then to pull you in. That. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to uh, look at uh, Second Chronicles, where it talks about uh, uh, finding the uh, and reading of the book found in the temple of the Lord, where Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law, uh, and that had been given through Moses. Uh, and then Shaphan uh, took the book uh, to the king and reported to him, and Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robe. You know, God's word uh, cut to the heart and convicted mm. Josiah of, uh, of his shortcomings as the leader of his nation. Uh, is there a, a passage or a favorite uh, uh, scripture that jumps out at you that uh, upset your uh, your bailiwick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oof, that's a deep question. Um, for sure, I think um, what I found the most conviction is um, one of the scriptures that really touched my heart is be still and mm. know that I am God, Psalms 46, 10. And the reason why is because sometimes I get so um, energetic and want to take action in everything or I want to figure it out on my own. And sometimes God is saying, be still, listen first, and then take the action mm. from my directive. Mm. Okay. I know mine is uh, is probably John twenty seventeen mm. where uh, Jesus is, uh, has has walked out of the tomb and he meets Mary in the garden and uh, mm -hmm. Mary's holding on to him no, and, yeah. and uh, he says Mary don't hold on to me for I have not yet returned to uh, my father and your father mm. to my God and your God uh, go instead to my brothers and tell them. Uh, so that that was a wake-up call to me because my first 30, 35 years of life, I was overcoming uh, my earthly father that I understood, uh, uh, you know, as a violent alky, I wanted to do everything the opposite. But in mm -hmm. my own strength, just doing what I could do and uh, end up, instead of the alcoholism, I had workaholism. No. <laughs> and, and so it was an overcomer dad that, again, from a secular standpoint, it kind of gets 
reaffirmed mm -hmm. uh, to to be an overcomer because you're you're picking yourself up by the bootstraps. You're working hard, which is all good stuff. But if right. it defines who you are, then you it can get in a bind, and that's that's kind mm -hmm. of where I was. So my, the scripture that was a wake up call to me, and then you you throw in there from Romans eight fifteen that. Uh, uh, that he, uh, you know, Paul says that we weren't given over to a, uh, a spirit that makes us mm -hmm. slaves again to fear, but we were given the spirit of sonship. Mm -hmm. And by him we can cry, Abba, Father, that we mm -hmm. are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus the Christ. So we, we have a daddy. And mm -hmm. uh, whatever's going on earthly-wise, dads, you know, whatever you're dealing with, uh, this is just uh, the Lord, our Heavenly Father, is shaping us for what he's up to in our lives. But uh, Josiah gave these orders to Hilkiah, the high priest, said, Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant uh, in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because those who have gone before us have not kept the word of the Lord. They have not acted in accordance to all that is written in this book. So Josiah sought some clarity of what God was saying through the word uh, he, uh, to discern what to do. Uh, it's a great example of spiritual leadership as the response wasn't an emotional rah-rah and I've got to go do this and that. And uh, what I call uh, uh, sometimes it's the religious life that we think we understand God's will, but we're going to bust it in our own strength to do what we think we need to do. Uh, but Josiah showed the discipline to seek counsel to mm. seek some clarity that uh, he understood the word. He, Hilkiah uh, immediately went out to Huldah, the prophetess, that uh, indeed gave uh, uh, some clarity of what the word uh, was saying. So uh, have you ever jumped out on your own, understanding that, uh, that, uh, that you knew what God wanted to do through you, so you just got busy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. I, I did... Um, hear the word from the Lord, you know, to to move uh, eight years ago to Houston, Texas. And I, I really felt this conviction and I knew that I was supposed to come here. But when I got here, I tried to do things on my own. Mm -hmm. So I had made the initial move um, that I was supposed to make. But in the season I was in, I was like, OK, I'm going to figure this thing out. So and then I tried to I worked jobs and did things that weren't in a line with what I was supposed to do, but I did it because I just wanted to hurry up. And I remember one defining moment. Uh, it was a year in our anniversary that we had moved here. So it was seven years ago. And I told my wife, Jennifer, that, okay, I, I want to move back. And she said, no. She said, we need to see this thing through and what God wants us to do here. And then I just felt this spirit of submission and I just said, okay. And I can't imagine now if I would have left and I would have missed out on, you know, being here today and being with you all and obeying God and what I'm supposed to in my life's calling. I wouldn't have been fulfilled, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so, I love the word you use there. Submission is not a yes. good word uh, today, <laughs> right? And, uh, but, but what you're talking about, you know, what, what usually is seen as the wives submit to the husband and your submission to what the Lord was saying through your wife is is huge and uh, i always say that you know once we realize we're supposed to die for our wives and submit to our lord uh, mm. then everything else pretty well wow. falls into line and yes uh, so I, I tip my cap to you for listening <laughs> well you. and being still as uh, you said was your one well, your favorite passages <laughs> so that's a, that's a good deal uh, you know, the religious life, uh, well, I back up and say, how, how has that uh, allowed you to uh, 
indeed then move forward and to uh, lead spiritually in, in family? Sure, that's huge. I love that question. Um, it's allowed me to um, submit and humble myself mm-hmm. and really just see that there's always areas of improvement. So there's always a time that I can improve with my children and my wife um, to seek, the scripture says in Proverbs, like, seek a multitude, there's safety in a multitude of counselors. Mm-hmm. So get godly people around me, godly men as yourself and other godly men that I can confide in and have that accountability, but also learn and grow and they can push me to be who God called me to be, that gentle nudge. But understanding that I have a safe place mm-hmm. and I love how I can talk. I have men in my life such as Rick and other men where I can go to and say, this is what I'm struggling with. And then they could come, I could confide in them. They pray with me give me some guidance and then I can go take and apply that to my family. Fantastic. Well, that's, uh, that's the way we lead spiritually and by example to understand we don't have all the answers, but we know the book that does yes. and that we reference that through prayer and, and move forward. The religious life, I will say, is, is what we perceive as God's will and, and in our own strength, as I've said. Uh, the Lord may provide a, what I call a glimpse of what he's up to through us, and, uh, and we're off to the races for God. You know, <laughs> we're supposed to go do this or that. Of course, God's desire is for us to be in relationship with him and his word mm-hmm. through which uh, he'll, he'll provide the clarity that's needed for, mm-hmm. uh, for discerning what the right next steps are. I call that the abundant life, the mm-hmm. do what God's will is in God's strength. And uh, so how we move forward in that, uh, where uh, religiosity often will impede our efforts uh, and even our intentionality to lead spiritually. We'll we'll try to check the boxes that we're doing the right things. And, uh, you know, we ran into that in ministry for a long time. The first 10 years of faithful fathering, I would do workshops uh, Mm. for dads and churches. And the church would essentially check the box that they'd done the dad thing, right? Right. So uh, uh, we helped dads do dad. And uh, though the last uh, 10, 12 years of ministry, we've, uh, we've begun building these core groups mm. to build relationships with groups of dads that would then take responsibility for the corporate, corporate uh, entity, the church, right. to, uh, to raise the bar for fathering in the church. So uh, has, has that religiosity uh, uh, impeded your efforts at all? Uh, anything, that, anything come to mind that you were more religious about than you probably should have been? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That resonates with me strong. I definitely have spent a lot of my Christian life trying to, I love how you said it, I I try to do for God instead of doing with God. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. was the revelation I received about four or five years ago that allow him to, this is what um, people say, you know, I just want to do God's will, I want to obey. But they're they're looking at it from an external place Mm -hmm. and not a spiritual um, encounter with Christ and say, I want to obey with him, Mm -hmm. in him, you know, as opposed to outside of him and looking like he's way up there, you know, which he is, but he's also all around. Mm-hmm. He's in us, right? Holy Spirit. So I think that um, now, you know, in the last few years, I've had a different enlightenment to operate from a place of rest and love as opposed to striving and trying to doing for God and accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. How many people can I reach? How many, uh, you know, all that things like it was more accumulative of trying to accomplish instead of um, from a place of loving him rest, but spreading that message from the place of love 
but also from my conviction of my relationship mm. with him and then reach people as God puts them in front of me. Um, so I try to do it, um, figure things out on my own, um, especially in ministry too, mm. at different churches and things. I would try to accomplish and and reach more people in the name of the Lord as opposed to just not with not just my relationship with him, but just for the sake of, oh, I gotta tell people about Jesus as much as possible, but not with a spirit of conviction of of the fullness of love and the fullness of relationship that I have, but it was more of accomplishment, if that makes sense. And I know that we're wired as men sometimes to want to just accomplish, accomplish, to check. So I was more of that check mark type mm-hmm. Christian and man of God than I was. Let me reach them for the sake of, because I see someone struggling on the street. I want, I want to reach them. I want to minister to the people of the church. Mm-hmm. So I did it more of accomplishment instead of relationship. Yeah, I think it's important that we, in that particular instance, uh, we don't know where we're meeting people on their journey. We just ah, have to meet them where they are good. on their journey and, uh, and encourage them for that next step. If that next step is accepting Christ, what a blessing that is to be there for that. Right. If it's not, then uh, we've, we've uh, maybe planted a seed and mm. the next person will have that opportunity. But I think sometimes really discerning, uh, you know, what, what the uh, uh, discerning through and gaining understanding, truly understanding what the Lord is up to in our lives can be a, can be a challenge, can't it? Yes. <laughs> I love Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Oh, <laughs> so that's that kind of says it sums it up right there pretty well, doesn't it? That uh, oh, yes. uh, we're to to lean on brothers, uh, lean on our church uh, mm-hmm. group, uh, the core group of dads in the church, lean on our pastor. Uh, you know, these are the things that we uh, can look to to help us uh, glean. So, uh, what encouragement do you have, dads, uh, for dads that uh, are seeking that greater that greater understanding? Sure. Um, you know, not leaning to our own understanding. And then the scripture says, but acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. I think that is so key in that passage of acknowledging Christ. Acknowledge him in all your ways. So that means in your home, on your job, with your kids, with your wife, whoever's in your life, right? So I think um, bringing him into the spaces, because what, what I used to do is, and maybe some men do this, I don't know, but I used to segment God to, okay, he's over here in church. When I go to work, uh, it's separate. But God is everywhere Mm. all the time, right? And so when we go to work, think about how we can put on that spirit of Christ. I encourage you to show up at work with a spirit of Christ, to show his example. Um, A godly man, one time, I'll give an example Um, I was working a job in security in Washington, D.C. one time, and it was a big place. And one of the officers that I was working with, um, he asked me one day, he said, why is it that you don't cheat on your wife? There's all these beautiful women. And he confessed for me. He wasn't a Christian man. He he didn't know the Lord, but he said, you know, he, he cheats on his wife. And he said, why don't you? Don't you see all these beautiful women? I said, yes, I see these beautiful women, but... I decided that I don't want to cheat on God. Mm. And I said, my relationship with God is stronger than my wife, even. I said, actually, when I please him, then it, it trickles down to my wife. And so I, my faithfulness is to the Lord Jesus Christ first. Mm. And said, and then that causes me to want to be faithful to my wife and want to be. Now, me on Jason Hall's strength, I would cheat on my wife because without Christ, I would do it. Mm. But with mm. Christ and that, 
two weeks later, he received Christ. Mm. I was blessed enough to lead him to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, that's Amen. Uh, that's a clarity and understanding relationship. And <laughs> I say that uh, that is a uh, the, the scripture says to love your wife as Christ loves the church. Amen. And uh, when he laid down his life for her, then that's our responsibility as men. So what a blessing that you provide that clarity in uh, that that gentleman's life. And it uh, you know back to the your sports analogy with kids. It's <laughs> a similar deal. Are we glorifying ourselves? In, uh, in that sports activity, or are we equipping our kids to truly understand that that gift of, you know, the Lord want, gifted them spirit, you know, gifted them physically right. to be able to perform at that level in sports, whether it's sports or band or whatever the gift your child has, mm-hmm. the, the charge is not to do it for, for me, but right. to, do it, to use it as a way to glorify our Father for what he, how he's gifted you. And once wow. you get to that realm, then your performance uh, will will uh, will move to another level because you're out of out of his way at that point in time. Amen. And uh, again, it's all about tuning in to why we're where we are, yes. and uh, making sure that we're glorifying the Lord at that at that time. But uh, there's a lot of secular norms out there, dads, that try to distract you from uh, from the spiritual leadership you're called to uh, uh, to take on as a leader in your home. So uh, use those opportunities in church with uh, groups of brothers, and uh, I pray these words that uh, Jason and I have shared with you would encourage you on your journey to be the spiritual leader your family needs. God bless. Godspeed.